I'm not supposed to put my tongue between my teeth when I say tree. So tree canal, tree canal, get buffed for all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the Saturday brunch this morning, Mr. Wendellman Warren. Good morning. How you Mr. doing, sir? Marcus, Jaron, Remy. How Good are morning, you, Trinidad and Tobago. Call my whole government, name the man called yeah, yeah, yeah. the radio station. I call you Ruckus first. It's true. Is that your name, Michael? And this, I, yeah, I can't yeah, keep yeah. track. Is that it always? Is it always? It's always. <laughs> I don't know if you're operating under a new pseudonym. No, no, no. It's always Ruckus. Right. Good morning, morning. How are you doing? I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. And I'm very always, happy to have you here, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's always good to be in your company, young Ruckus. So, um. I don't have a plan to talk about what I want to talk to you about this morning. I'm going to be honest. You don't really need a plan to talk. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I realized, like, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, what are going to talk to Wendell about? I can't talk to Wendell, like, if I don't know nothing about him. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody come in, and just kind of go through the whole story and how you start. And mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the most boring conversation in the world if we try and have that conversation. I guess so. But for <laughs> you, I mean, I suppose there are listeners out there that may not know. But you've been in but this business. But it's not really about my story. I suppose, you know, I'm here because, you know, we work together over years. And um, well, no, I you're also here in, in a capacity as, as somebody who is integral to the cultural fabric of Trinidad and Tobago, as far as I'm concerned. Well, respect for that. Um, because this uh, <laughs> this show is about is about our culture, mm-hmm. the show is about what we need to do to move forward. The people who've been doing the work and you know, shining a light on them and um, and expressing gratitude and learning more about what they do, how they do what they do. Well, good. Gratitude is a must. Gratitude is a must. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we we all know you. I mean, most of the country would have known you, met you through Tree Canal mm-hmm. um, and back in 97. 97 is when we first came on the scene. With, yeah, Blue. with Blue. And over the years, you know, you guys have developed the music, you've developed a show, you've, you had the Juve band before mm-hmm. that and you've continued with the Juve band. And done so many things as uh, three canal, three mm-hmm. canal, as three canal, three canal. Um, and achieve so many heights. But a lot of people may not know about stuff that you do mm-hmm. um, outside of three canal, and maybe we can shed some light on that today. All right. Well, I guess one of the main things I do outside of three canal is my work with Lilliput Theatre. Mm-hmm. I've been doing work with Lilliput Theatre. Noble Douglas is the artistic director there. She's been at it for the last 40 years. She founded it with Tony Hall mm-hmm. when she first came back from the, U- the US. <clears throat> Shortly after, she, actually before she even set up her dance company, the first thing she did was set up a children's theater company. Nice. And um, then Tony Hall was followed by John Isaacs. And John Isaacs is the one who introduced me to the whole thing. And I've been there for a long time since. And oh, what's your what's your role there? Well, currently I'm the director. I used to teach, but I don't teach as much. Okay. We now have Elisha Bartels and Tonya Evans are the teachers responsible for grooming the young ones. And then I come in as the big bad wolf director at the end and say, <laughs> you know why I'm here? It's time to make the show. But it's, it's actually, I also have people, this for me was one of the most fulfilling things that I do, working with young people. And um, I think working with young people came naturally to me from early. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, it's like how I met you. I was working on, yeah, on a St. Mary's College show, yeah. you know, assisting um, Michelle Ayangchi at the time before she even set up the Tallman Foundation. Right. So, and it was always that sort of, you see a little spark in someone, 
and it remind you of something in yourself mm-hmm. and uh, just a casual conversation you kind of suss out yeah this person have a vibe and then next thing you know you're working yeah and it's always been that kind of easy for me in a sense too and i i look back at it because even before the music was the mass camp culture working with Minchel. right and that mass camp culture was very instructive because I would say that was uh, my grounding in the university of Trinidad Tobago culture because you know the carnival and the mass is 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 pivotal to who I am. You know, uh, I was born in Belmont, born surrounded by the mass. My parents were part of the mass. My family was part of the mass. But I myself wasn't drawn to to the mass. I was I was a keen observer. I appreciated mm-hmm. the music. I liked to see the whole scene. I liked the environment. I was down in the Savannah from early as a youth and whatnot, just soaking it up. But it didn't really mean that much to me until a little later in life. And when I got to work in, like, for instance, the, the Trinidad Tent Theatre, and they were using the carnival forms in a theatrical way. And that for me was a perfect marriage because I was interested in, in theatre and performance. Right. And then I realized but I was familiar with all these things, all these songs and the yeah. dances. I, I was familiar. I didn't know them to a T all the different characters they were familiar to me but i didn't know them so the tent was the opportunity to know those characters and get to learn about them and learn a little bit more about the carnival which tent that was trinidad tent theater oh that was trinidad that was the name of it yeah trinidad tent theater it was uh-huh. run by uh, a woman called helen camps and actually out of the trinidad tent theater most of the people that went on to produce theater mm-hmm. raymond chukong came out of that godfrey seeley came out of that moving the Gauche, christine johnson so a whole generation of theatre producers and yeah. directors and whatnot kind of trained under Helen. That was university for them. Exactly. <laughs> so that was my grounding. At age 1920, I entered the tent theatre. Mm-hmm. And then at 22, I got a chance to go on tour, you know, performing and teaching, doing workshops. In theatre? With the, with yeah, the same carnival theatre. Okay. And you know, in performance and different characters. In those days, I, I specialised in the Piero Grenade. Mm. And... Um, so I had to learn a, a bunch of Piro speeches. I had to know what the Piro was all about. I had to be able to speak about it mm-hmm. and give workshops and that kind of thing. So in hindsight, I realized I was just educating myself in us, in our performance right. styles and our performance traditions and all that. And it, was in a, it wasn't in a boring academic way. Yeah, it yeah. was through practice, through doing it. Experience. Exactly. And then Minchel was a whole other challenge because I was like contemporary mass performance and we got right into the belly of the beast of Minchel from early. We didn't just kind of sign on as masqueraders. Right. We signed on as masqueraders and volunteered to work on the same day. Ah. And on the same day that we volunteered to work, we met with Minchel and we were set to work on an individual. That was a Saturday and the individual was going up for competition the next day. <laughs> so we were introduced immediately <laughs> to that mad into the fire <laughs> Minchel time. process. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that really helped shape who we were and you know because a lot of Trikanal came out of that Minchel Mass Camp mm-hmm. you know um, so you all, you all met each other at, at the Minchel I know you all met Stanton you and Roger went to school together yeah Roger and I went to school together I knew John from theatre right John was away and then he came back and we knew each other but I also knew him more from Minchel he used to bring a section in Minchel Band ah okay I didn't um, know that yeah Noble had a section in Minchel Band so it was like a, a interconnection yeah 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 the yeah. artists that were doing their own thing were it was a gathering place to meet and exchange ideas, energies. Right. And then um, Stanton was also working in the Minchel camp, but mm-hmm. that was years later. He was like on the next. That was when the, by the time the Kalaloo company came about. Right. Which took a little while okay. for that to evolve. 
but Stanton got involved and he was also involved in Bagas theater working sets working backstage mm. that sort of thing okay okay so it was all inter interconnection of things happening which led to Tri Canal in 1997 so we were we were already well steeped in performance and yeah that kind of thing but I heard that um I heard a <laughs> I heard a story once I don't mm -hmm. know if it's true or not um, that you all used to go and sing in front of the stage when Rudder was uh, loud, performing. Loud, loud, loud. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Andre Tanker. For real? Uh, yeah, in hindsight, I think we were a bit of a nuisance. I think <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of us, you know. It was, and my Ali was in that person, Alpi uh, Spencer. And, and out of that, Deepak Kupalani used to run Moon Over Bourbon Street. Mm -hmm. He used to have a Christmas night show with Rudder and Roots. And Moon Over Bourbon Street, not the big thing that people know, mobs. No, no, the one that was in West Mall. Yeah, before they built up the towers. Right. And just stopped them from, from doing the thing. Yeah. So we used to gather up there and um, sing along with the show and whatnot. And then I think after like year two, Deepak asked us to open. But <laughs> to we, sing what? Exactly. <laughs> we, we weren't a group, it was just a posse of us. So. We call ourselves the Little House Posse. Okay. Because that's the little house where I live in, in Woodbrook there, and we'd gather up there and mm -hmm. just vibes, you know, irate and vibes and right. top with chippiness. And we made up a little sketch, a little Christmas sketch. Right. And inside the little Christmas sketch had the beginnings of little songs and chants and that sort of thing. Right. And Myron did a whole thing about the Christmas fairy godmother and, you know, just chippiness. Mm -hmm. But it was fun. And people loved it. And we kept getting that offer to sort of open for, for that show for like a two or three years interesting and it started to get a little more structure yeah 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 and, and dynamic from there another interesting thing started happening is that we were being asked to sing backgrounds for, for people so we the whole posse no no um i remember ruby Deary was in the studio and and came by the house and said i need some backgrounds you know, and John and myself ran down and sang some backgrounds and at the time Stanton, myself and Roger. So, and then Resistance started asking us to sing backgrounds. Uh, right. But we, the thing that brought us all together singing was working in theater workshop with Walcott, working on the big shows, the musicals, right. the Joker of Seville and the um, Tija and his brothers and mm -hmm. those sort of shows. We were, they were musicals, so we had to sing together. Right, right. And um, in those days, Lauren O'Connor had just come back from France with her ex-husband at the time, Jean-Michel Gibet, but they were business partners. Right. And they hooked up with Rose's, um, Rosemary Hezekiah. Right. Alison Hennessy's sister. Yeah. And they were doing PR for Walcott and the plays and stuff like that. But in those days, they were also setting up a label. Mm. And, um, Rituals. Yeah. Right. And they figured out, they heard that we could sing because they were like seeing us in the shows and whatnot. And they told Jean-Michel that them fellas could sing. And Jean-Michel was playing juve with us mm -hmm. for years. Then we were just a juve band. And one year he got a bee in his bonnet and decided we should sing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, why? And he's like, well, you know, you guys, you have the look and I hear you can sing. So why don't you sing a song? <laughs> but we weren't serious. We didn't take him seriously. We were working with Mitchell. We went to Atlanta that year. Mm -hmm. Olympics. That's where the that's where the um, flying man was was born that year. The flying man. The, oh, the, the the tall boys. Yeah, the tall boys, tall boys. Yeah, those came out those, around that time. It the was Atlanta things that he was innovating for, for the Atlanta for, for Olympics. Games. I think right. that actually came out of the Chicago World Cup. Okay. Which was just before that, like a couple of years before that. Right. Okay. But the tall boys you talk about as one of the great things that the Mitchell design and and the world 
knows now, but yeah. I'm not many people know that he was the man responsible. Don't worry, the other day on Twitter, somebody went in. A girl tried to post a thing about how her father invented and yeah. the, whole of the, the whole of the West Indies went in on she <laughs> <laughs> to fix that to make sure she knew it was Peter Vincent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I look back now, that, that Olympics thing was a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right in the belly of it, yeah. I want to get back a little bit to you spoke about working with Walcott mm-hmm. and um, Joker Civil and stuff. I know that you did a lot of acting with, with Walcott. How was that experience? That was a tremendous experience because I was meeting Walcott and at a time when he had just won the Nobel Prize. Right. And he was very keen on reviving the work, work that hadn't been done for a generation. So for a young actor coming up, I'd done the Bagas plays and the Trent Theatre and that level of performance. But to get my hands on on that level of a Caribbean classic kind mm-hmm. of work, that was that was a big um, a big deal. I didn't really go for it. We were invited to audition. He was doing a staging of the Odyssey, and I have a, a story where I was carrying the the guy who was playing the guitar. We bounced up downstairs, and he asked me to carry his guitar upstairs. And I was carrying the guitar upstairs, and Walker was already in full flow, and I'd never met him before. He was already in rehearsal, and as I cracked the door, he's like, "Oh." There's the guitar player. And I was, I didn't, I don't know what happened. I didn't respond. I didn't say no. And he's like, go over there. And he pointed me over there and I went over there and he says, sit, sit down and start a play. Well, I can't play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what possessed me. I start to act like I could play the guitar. And so you pull out the guitar? Yeah. You pull out the man guitar? It was in my hand. So I start to play. He said, more bluesy, more bluesy. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I... I don't know how to play no blues chords and that. And then after all, he says, well, what's going on? I said, well, I'm, I'm not the guitar player. He said, well, what are you? I said, well, I'm an actor. He said, well, why didn't you say so? I said, I didn't get a chance. <laughs> and that was the beginning of a great friendship. Um, Walcott, you know, he really admired my work as an actor and mm-hmm. I really admired his work as uh, as Walcott. As, as Walcott. <laughs> I just realized as everything. Yeah, and we had a really good relationship. Even after I stopped officially acting, mm-hmm. He would still, you know, involve me in projects. He would call me over to St. Lucia. We would shoot scenes for Tisha. We would do all kinds of things. He mm-hmm. came to New York at time to record a track. He uh, wrote a play, a part in a play for you, didn't he? Yes, he did. He, he did the last play that he wrote. Um, yeah. Starry, Starry Night. Starry, Starry yeah. Night. Yes, you all did that in Central Bank here. Yeah. And yes. it, well, what happened is that for three years, he was appointed as the poet laureate in residence in Essex University. Right. And... Um, for those three years, he said, well, I want to make a play mm-hmm. every year. And he would invite me up to work. And um, on the second year, he was in his little studio working and he was watching me. I kind of was like, what's going on? He's like, um, can you paint? I was like, no. He said, well, grow a beard and learn to paint. <laughs> like, what does that mean? And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. And a month later, he told me, well, I'm writing this part for you. And you need to, you know. Grow a beard and learn grow to paint. Grow a beard and learn to paint. <laughs> I grew the beard and <laughs> as best I could. <laughs> and we took some painting lessons. <laughs> and then it's just like with the guitar, it's like I act like I could play the guitar, so yeah. I act like I could paint. And then in the early before I could I really feel confident about singing, it was just like, well, you know, just act, act like, like you could, could sing, sing, you know. Sing so you just, be, you just fake it till you make it for your whole well, career. No, 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 no. I want to correct that. <laughs> you act in, you act, you act the part. Yes, you act. You throw yourself into it. Right. You know, it's not faking it at all. Mm-hmm. To correct that, that's, a, that's a something, it's a quite a prevalent thing of, yeah. of the times and it's one of them things that's quite damning and debilitating. But um, because if you keep faking it, you'll never make it. 
That's true. You have to take the time and do the work, right? Okay. So don't don't get into this fake it till you make it syndrome. And another thing that I'm taking exception to is Trinidad is not a real place. Trinidad yeah, is nah, an nah, extremely nah. real place. It's a very, very As a matter of fact, place. it's too real for <laughs> some people. Like that, that and is if the problem. You, if you keep insisting that it's not a real place, it's because you feel you are incapable of facing the reality. Uh, exactly. You'd it's rather not because not. it's not reality TV, it's exactly. reality. <laughs> Mislead And them dealers in them so-called high places Them don't care one damn thing about we No money and power Is them boys' religion and greed run to the economy So while them big boys them controlling all the rest And we just holding strain and hoping to make the scene But the harder you try to keep up with them guys Is the more pressure that you see Is only fools is what they take me for Fools are when they knocking at the door so easy to trick, yes. And with the dirty politics, fools is what they take me for. And when they knocking on the door, fools. And when they kissing babies, fools. And when they promising we. I study to study all the promise that they make me like what teeth my head in a one Cause all I see in this life, happy show, mama guy, graph, corruption, bubble and what's going on Lots of society decaying and them big boys then best fiddling with the future of this country Lord it glaring, it plain help me sing the refrain once them fellas in charge is paid A set of food is what they take me for oh, oh. When they knocking on we door are we so easy to trick? Are we the dirty politics? Is what they take me for? Are when they knocking on the door? Are we say kissing babies? And when they promising we promise you this, promise you that. What's still waiting? They promise and they promise and they promise and they promise, and they promise till they forget what they promise. <laughs> and then they promise and they promise and they promise and they promise till they forget who they promise to. And now they promising again, but they promising in vain because the people don't catch the lick. I say they promise up and down, they promise all are wrong, and they still in the live It's what they take me for. And when they knocking on the door. Are we so easy to trick? Are we the dirty politics? Is what they take me for? And when they knocking on the door? And when they kissing babies? They promising way You could fool some of the people sometime But you can't fool all the people all the blinking time So go on and run your route But in the end I'll tell your friend The longest rope have an end So go on with your plotting Your scheming and your dirty double dealing Cause it glaring, it's plain to see That you're trying but you're lying And you're only mama guying And we know God don't like ugly hey, hey.
knocking on me door You're setting me up with these kind of songs you're playing there, boy. Also, well, you're taking me in a particular zone there. Eh? Well, that means your music I played. <laughs> Who writes it? You write yeah, it. We, we, mea culpa. <laughs> I accept full responsibility for everything that's been expressed in the, those two songs. Well, what's interesting about both of those songs, as we were talking off air, is that um, if you take those same songs, everything about it sounds like it was written this week. Well, yeah, we 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 realize that that's one of the things that happened with our music early from like Talk Your Talk. Mm-hmm. I will say Talk Your Talk was written in 1999. That's a long time ago. That's mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, 20 years ago. And today, if we sing, if we want to get like a rise out of the crowd in any in any context in any performance, scenario, yeah, Talk Your Talk. From the time we Forward. begin to sing Talk Your Talk, the mm-hmm. impact, you know, from and I. There are people who probably don't even know the song, just they hear it for the first time or mm-hmm. they're vaguely familiar with it, but something about it. No, it's one of those songs that um, I think resonates within people in Trinidad and Tobago because I think there's a generation of people that may not know it, mm-hmm. but it was playing around mm-hmm. them so they know of it or they may have, it just triggers something familiar. That and Blue. Uh, yeah, and in hindsight, what we realized with Talk Your Talk, because a lot was happening politically, Yeah, and we, we, we made the conscious decision not to put anybody's name in it or to sort of target to any particular regime or point in time mm-hmm. and one of the things we found about it is that it applies across the board it doesn't matter what regime is in power what does At that say point, about our politics well there's a constancy isn't it <laughs> there's, a, there's a, a sameness yeah, i mean yeah. it's just like an exchange really there's no real change mm. and it's been like that for a long time and and the thing that's driving it is is not really um political ideology is it's just tribalism you think it's, it's not money? Well, money, money fuels everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But when it comes down to the idea of franchise and exercising your franchise and ad- identifying with a party, yeah. all we've ever done is just cleave out those two tribal blocks and then there's all this floating group in the middle that could make a difference if they ever come together and find an option. But we stuck there. We kind of stuck. So the politics not really making no sense. So I was, I'm a strong advocate of strong social um, civil society. Right, and that's how we will ensure some sense of a, a manageable, governable place. Well, what about the place itself? How difficult is the place itself to manage and to govern? I mean, the people are frustrated, mm-hmm. but it's like a cycle. It's like how do you, which part of the cycle are you going to jump in and break? Because you know, it's like the people frustrated, so they act out, mm-hmm. and the the government can't manage the people because they they also doing shipping us because they trying to secure themselves and us. Our friend used to say we're trapped. We're all trapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels. That's how it feels. We're all trapped. So um, I have some people who are trying to get in to, um, to have a word with okay, you. Sure. So let's see. Let's see who's on the outside there. Hi. Good morning. Talk City ninety one point one. Yeah. Morning. Morning. Good all morning. in. Good, good morning. Yeah. Yeah. That is the blue de- blue 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 man boy. <laughs> one yeah. of them. He's one of them. Blue and talk your talk man. Yeah, yeah man. man. Yeah. What. Yeah, nah, all I remember last year, not this year carnival, last year carnival when a uh, uh, blue devil was whining on a 17-year-old cool child. No, I wasn't aware of that. In ca- in the, the, the clip was all over the papers and things, man. Last carnival, Paris carried the blue devil down there to wind up on a, on a 17-year-old girl. It was <laughs> all over you TV. See? All right, enjoy the rest of your day because you know where he going. He going down at the front row that I'm not interested it's in. It's the same thing I now talk exactly. about. Exactly. Good morning, understand? Talk City 91.1. Good morning, how are you all? Good, Good how are you? I cool. Yeah, no. I'm trying to find out the name of uh, the first tune you played the, uh, the, the, um, after interviewing. 
the three canal members here. Um, something with Bangarang. Where's the title of it? That's on with the show. On with the show. On with the show, yeah. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. Um, whew, we could take one more quick and yeah, get back into it. Yeah. Hi, good. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let me just hold on. Um, I would love. To hear, hold on. I would love to hear. Talk it up. And when we sing it, um. What? No, no, no. Wanda is not here to sing this one. <laughs> and it's only me. I, we have a policy if it's one, one canal can't sing by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a stated policy. All right, my brother. But I'm sure Rockers will play it for you in a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting a little bit. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. So, um, all right. So, Wanda, we were, well, I mean, you're, so you have a, a party that you favor at all? In, no. in terms of the political stance, anybody has ever presented a political stance that you can say, I see a vision or I see an alignment that I can I can stand behind? Currently? Or ever, you said? Ever, ever. Well, yeah, there was a time when I, in my emerging sense of, of the space I was living in and coming into my own politics and in the early days of the, when I was young and I don't think I was able to vote yet, but I would be engaged in heavy discussions with my father about the politics of the day mm -hmm. and he would be expressing that you know i wasn't in great because you know <laughs> so much had been provided for me in the form of free education and all that sort of thing and i was like it's all well and good that free education has been provided for me but governance is a continuum you know it mm -hmm. didn't it does end with just that we have to continue is eternal vigilance now yeah so um i remember when the onr came on the scene i was like yeah there's some kind of hope there but um beyond that no i don't really I vote every time I get a chance to vote. You right. Know? I, in the moment, I will vote for whoever the option is. But do you, you, do you consciously vote for your area, your representative of your area, or do you vote for the party in general? No, I don't have a party to vote for. So right, I have so that's what I mean. Representative. So, okay. That's why I always look for a representative, somebody who's representing me. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't think that the idea of the House of Representatives really works properly. No, it doesn't. In terms of representing it the people's interests and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's a lot that we need to look at in our governance structure, but I am... Mm -hmm. absolutely certain within myself that as far as i'm concerned neither party is, is a viable option we end up with one or the other managing things yeah so my belief is that we need to ensure that we keep them on their toes whoever is uh, whoever, sits, to, whoever sits on the throne absolutely right you have to be accountable to the people and for that you need to have strong people who are prepared to speak up and challenge them and and like the whole issue with the freedom of information act the other day right mm -hmm. that's a perfect case in point it's not um a favor or privilege you know it's a right exactly yeah. that access to information is a right they've mm -hmm. made it so that you have to go jump through certain hoops and whatnot yeah and now they want to make the hoops higher and, and narrower and take harder it down to, harder to get through now come now man so once civil society spoke out and they were heard right for me that's governance and and that's what it needs to be and it do, they, we do it last week and it, and and nobody and, sit down. No, yeah. and you sit down yeah 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 it's like the call for um, quotas you know we did a big march 20 <laughs> how much years ago so and then what maybe it's time to march again but you know march <laughs> march march march, march exactly right? so what does marching do being relentless i think a certain a certain amount of the thing is about persistence right right and i think we've been fairly persistent in the years i mean you know 
you have your peaks and your valleys and your troughs, you have intergenerational change and whatnot. But a consistency of holding on a space, holding on a position, mm -hmm. you know, things have morphed. People are, we have a space where people come to us now to f for all kinds of reasons, you know. Sometimes just a vent. Exactly. Yeah. Just a vent. Yeah. And I, I might I, come to you and say, you ain't see what's going on, why do I say so? I say, boss, I'm not jumping out of myself just so I'm just <laughs> jumping in any scenario, you know. Because you have a battle, you fight it on behalf of all the people. Yes, you see, as a representative, why you don't go up for politics? At all. Why? I done already in the politics. I, the politics have life and culture. So you see, if, some, so if, so if it is that you can make a change from inside, Wendell, from inside. Inside? Inside the politics? Yes. No, man, you have tried. No, yeah. Something about the politics itself. It's it corrupt. Afford you. Well, if it is corrupt or... or the red tape, the way the system set up. Yes, actually, yeah. We haven't dismantled certain things at the very base of the power structure of the society. Yeah. So once you get in there, you might have the best intentions in the world. You could be a Morris Marshall, you know, Morris. Everybody credits Morris Marshall being like a man truly committed to the people, mm -hmm. you know. But then poor Morris just dead in office, and then has anything changed? <laughs> you know? Do we have the Morris Marshall Award for civic responsibility? Do we have do civic we even, responsibility? Do people even know of Morris Marshall at this stage? Exactly. So come now, man. I always say, you know, this Trinidad is a, is a break-off from the South American continent, right? Mm -hmm. This is the tropical rainforest. If anything, kind of like, if you stand up for too long, lianas and vines and things will grow. Grow on you. forget you ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Revelation. Make sure you walk in your talk. Talk your talk. You're mocking pretender. I take your lyrics and I come to you far too long. You're running the session. You're feeding your ego, creating impression. Well, judgment come. We drop in the bomb, boy. Run, you run. Now is Armageddon. We power the wood in the conscious styling. For a brand new morning. Power the wood in the rap so styling. Rocking the roots of the vampire system. Talk your talk. You're mocking pretender. Talk your talk. You're bloody deceiver. Talk your talk. You're serpent master. Talk your talk. You're friggin' oppressor. Right down to the heart of the matter. Desire go bust and reality scatter. He promised to fire next time. 
He promised the fire next time. He promised, he promised, he promised, he promised, he promised the fire next time. Next time. And who ain't dead? The badly wounded. Who ain't dead? Badly wounded. Who ain't dead? The badly wounded. Who ain't dead? Badly wounded. Talk your talk, the mocking pretender. Take your lyrics and a bump it test you far too long. You're fooling the children, killing the heavy rainbows. Education, doomsday reach. Yeah. Time you retreat. Yeah. The children coming yeah. to take back the street. Yeah. The power of the wood, the conscious style. Every girl and boy, we say thank you, Antipat. Thank you for the influence. 
That well, boy. XO, XO. XO, Ainsworth, <laughs> Pajip, ah, boy, the whole XO squad. Now, my father got really, really mad uh-huh. at you guys, right? Um, For not singing the song. The year that you all released this song, or yeah. this song was released, you all did not sing it in the Tree Canal show. Yeah, because this is a pan song. It would have been very difficult for us to recreate it <laughs> with our little cut and clear crew, <laughs> to be honest. And a song like this is a real, is a tribute and it's an honor for us to pay tribute to mm-hmm. Pat Bishop. Pat Bishop, I had the privilege of meeting with her and working, doing a show for her. I'm very happy I did that show because we met in her bedroom as usual. She was holding court and, and she... She held me. court in her bedroom? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how you, you'd meet Pat in her bedroom. She'd be positioned on her bed and that doesn't sound strange offer at all. you a rum and you'd say, no, I don't what? drink rum. And it's like... <laughs> But we had a rum and she spoke about Vintervisor and I didn't know what she was talking about and I had the perfect voice to do it and this and that and the other. And I said yes and then we took off, we went to London and we performed and um, when we came off stage I got news that she had passed and I'd met with her just like the day before I left. So it was just a few days mm. apart. So that was that was tough. And then when I heard how she had, she had passed away you know, in the middle of a meeting Standing arguing. up, um, talking, arguing for you know certain cultural initiatives. It was so ironic. Mm. Um, and Pat Bishop is one of those people that you know, for me, is a, is a treasure trove. She represents a certain ethos, a certain generation. You know, and I've had the good fortune to be influenced and informed by that generation. I'm eternally grateful for it. You know, to work with Amin Shaw, to work with a Walcott mm-hmm. up close and personal, to work with a Noble Douglas and. To, to have Bosco Holder say you should be dancing and like, I don't know what you're talking about but just that you know somebody seeing you and making you out something in you and yeah. pushing you in a certain direction and I realized that I I'm started kind of turning into that person for another generation well yeah you, know, you do like it for to, me you do like it to for challenge people there are so many people that are I mean that are prominent in the industry now that have passed through um, I guess Trikana University for lack of a better you know what I mean I mean I know that 
Now there seems to be a focus on trying to get tertiary level education for mm-hmm, the arts. Mm-hmm. But we've been doing it. I've realized well, yeah. it along the way that you know a lot of people who like I've been talking to on the show. You know, they're most of their training, their proper training in the arts and their tertiary experience um, comes from basically on the job training. It like comes from doing right. Yeah. So this is a vocation, and you're developing a craft. So I've often found that it doesn't really make sense to go and spend a lot of money to get a degree in performance because <laughs> when you're looking for a job nobody asks you if you have a degree or not they yeah. just want to know if you can perform yeah you just so, come out audition yeah so yeah. this really is uh one of them ancient systems where you apprentice right where you hook up with and you learn through the ropes you mm-hmm. could always go and do certain exercises and certain things and learn certain techniques and you know perfect your craft and develop your instrument but for the most part after you do all that training in school or after you get your degree, you still have to come out and uh, do it. Yeah, and that's where the real challenge is for, for many of the young people that I'm seeing coming out of these, you know, university programs with their degrees in hand. Right, mm-hmm. they still have to come and do it. Prove and the then worth, yeah. When you when you throw them in the mix, you realize, but they they haven't done certain basic things. Right. So, like right now, I'm preparing for a restaging of Tisha and his brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, that's that's a significant thing because 25 years ago, I you had did a, it the privilege of playing the devil in Tisha and his brothers directed by John Isaacs, you know, and, you know, it was a big thing. It was a big deal. It was mm-hmm. so much so that after I did it, I was like, well, what are going to do next? And I stopped acting. <laughs> and then, you know, two years later, I started to make music. You reach. Yeah, it wasn't a question of reach. It was like, I couldn't see, the the role itself was such a, a substantial role, you know? Yeah. And then, unfortunately, music came along, so it wasn't as if you know I was like sitting down waiting to do another role. Mm-hmm. Music took over, right? But I didn't stop acting because, as I say, Walcott wouldn't let me stop acting. <laughs> Plus, I also had Lilliput. Right. Plus, Trick and Show always had that sort of dramatic element. So yeah. I was still, you know, dabbling. But it's so important the idea that things are being trans transmitted to another generation mm-hmm. and the opportunity for this generation of actors to tackle. Uh, what, what I consider a piece of classic Caribbean work, like yeah. Atija. Um, so we had auditions last couple of weeks and we've been seeing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you start realizing a lot of these people are coming in with a style that is like naturalistic and like, like acting in a movie. And uh-huh. like, a piece of theater you want. And, and you know, Walcott famously says, I come from a place that likes grandeur. Yeah. He likes big gestures. It likes a flourish. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about the fact that he considers his plays long poems that should be received in the same vein as a calypso is received by the public. It's not right. a precious thing. It's not a stush thing. So mm-hmm. for me, the challenge is how do you get this young generation to tap into that, bring that energy to it, you know. When you ask them to sing in the audition, is a calypso musical. I think three people sang, were able to sing a calypso, mm. you know, out of nearly 40 people that auditioned. Yeah. So these are the kind of things that I'm interested in, in addressing within us as a people. We have a rich, rich culture. So we can't be allowed to just throw it away through negligence, through, you know, not knowing, through not transmitting it to another generation. And I see that as my duty right now. I feel I was in a time where I was able to receive from so many of the people, like to act with Errol Jones. Yeah. You know, it was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. So for me now to work with a Nikolai Salcedo, to work with Red Frederick, to work with all these young actors, for me, yeah. that's a, it's a big deal for me and hopefully it's a big deal for them. And, and <laughs> thus the whole thing will be transmitted yeah. with a kind of respect and integrity. 
And I think that that's the important thing is that, I mean, those two gentlemen that you call there, they, they, I know for a fact that they have respect for you and what you've done and what you've been able to accomplish. And I have respect for them and what right. they mean to accomplish as well. And I think that that sometimes is the, is the factor that's missing. I had a chat yesterday with some um, young artists and, and, you know, when they talk about what's their role in the industry, you know, they, they come to shake things up and they take and throw away the old heads and da 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 And it's like, no, it's not a matter. I mean, I was confused, right? So mm-hmm. I asked them why you want to throw them away. It's like, what have they done to offend you or to hurt mm-hmm. you or to keep you from getting what you need to get? What you need to do is learn from them. And that's the way that the whole thing has to continue. So I think that the, there's a generation or some people in a generation rather that, that think it's a battle between them and the older heads. And there are some older heads that mm-hmm. do try to to block you from getting that's, that's, uh, that's always the case it's so it's time after time it's perennial right yeah it's a trap that we have to avoid falling into um yes there's a arrogance to youthfulness and then there's also the arrogance of all the people looking down and say who they feel there is they don't know this they don't know that and in many instances they don't know and they don't know that they don't know and um because as i say i've been working with young people from the age of 6 to 19 for the past 20 years mm-hmm. i don't take that for granted yeah. I don't take that they know these things for granted. I when I was doing my Lilliput show last year, which was a redo of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, we decided to do Romeo Juliet and Romeo in Tobago love. <laughs> right? And because I was trying to like how do I present a show to these young people where the two people kill themselves at the end, right? Drink mm-hmm. poison and all that. And no, we had a after much discussion and a little Chelsea. But why they have to why they have to die? I was like, yeah, why they have to die? So we reworked the whole thing. <laughs> we explored the whole idea of Tobago love. Yeah. And then I decided to ground the whole thing in a shadow soundtrack. Shadow, rose, and whatnot. And for me that's very crucial because that's conscious transmission, right? Mm-hmm. So the young man who was playing a particular role, I said, you need to learn this shadow song, that shadow song. We use Crazy Love by Melody. We use My Lover by Lord Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know, all these songs that explore the star-crossed lovers and whatnot, yeah, yeah. Like grounding it in us. And my greatest joy is when at the end of a couple of weeks, children are naturally walking around singing. The songs. You know, this naturally walking around singing the songs without a second thought. Yeah. So often you find in, in class, you put on the song for the first time. It's like, oh, what is that? Listen and learn. Right? <laughs> Another discotheque. You can't request no song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play music consciously to infect you on a cellular level. I play Andre Tanker. I play David Rudder. I play Super Blue. I play Shadow. I play things that we need to steep ourselves in so that we understand how unique our culture is, how unique our mm-hmm. expression is, and, and how varied as well it is. Yeah. So I see that work as fundamental. And I see that that intergenerational divide as something that we could we could feed. The situation on the ground fosters it, yeah. Because everybody feels it's us and against them. Mm-hmm. I try to challenge that in all forms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just get through. Sometimes you don't get through. Yeah, yeah, don't always get through. Some yeah, people no. a little stubborn. Yeah, I mean, I work on you for years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I still have a work in progress, mate. My goodness, man, nah, nah, you're, you're doing well, man. I have, res- I have respect for you, the man that you've grown into, you know, married and you have children and you take Child, it. child, that's what put a plural on it now, man. Oh, Jesus, and you just... You're doing things, you're doing things. Uh, I, I like to see that. Yeah, thank you, sir, thank you, sir. Yeah, I like to see that. And we know it's a challenge, you know. And the other thing I like to challenge too is this whole idea of what success is because so many people are aiming for some nonsensical notion of success you know mtv and bt and things yeah, yeah i would say that you know for success personal success tricking our success is 20 
how much years of uninterrupted doing yeah and making and creating space and making opportunity in Sometimes spite we of so much opportunity yeah. for others we forget it have us <laughs> and that's what we think we need to look at you know but that ability to keep doing that ability to keep um, imagining and exercising that and like you know just to have a space where we could sit down and make a song yeah and it not be i assure and something could come of it or something may not come of it mm -hmm. but it's a space that we've afforded ourselves and you don't feel no pressure to, to say you yeah. have to you know have a 12 hit song for carnival yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and right now my car down so i walk in so people are like you walk in yeah i walk i like to walk you walk you get it's good really exercise now but it's you really know. i know see i don't walk <laughs> with your umbrella so make sure you walk with your umbrella <laughs> yeah man but you know it's just keeping keeping it real keeping the practice real on the ground I had to talk to a young man the other day who was like, his vision was so huge and so, so far in the future. It's like, yo, you're getting anxious, you're getting ahead of yourself. You need to pull back, breathe in. Take the first step. And take, yeah, take them small steps, you know? One of the things that I know that you, um, well, I know, but I don't know how many people would know um, that you've done uh, is that during Carnival, aside from the Trikanal show, mm -hmm. uh, I know that people come to you to help them with their performances with yeah. regards to shows like Soka Monarch. Yeah. Um, how how does that go? <laughs> how, how does that go? <laughs> it's strange sometimes. It's strange. Some people come and they... Well, invariably, most people come too late. Right. Well, that's because the whole thing does end up yeah, being late, most, right? most people come too late. And most people come and, and they feel that you just have like a bag of ideas and you just pull it out your hat and, and get them. And then you try to tell them, well, you know, it's work. It takes time. I need to listen to this or feel it. I need to feel it to begin with, right. whatever the idea, the song is. Right. Um, I need to feel that there's a possibility for us to present something, something. Right. you know. And if if an idea comes and quite often I would then say, hey, rock us, because you're one of the people I will run an idea by. Yeah. I have an idea for so-and-so and we need to do this, 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 so you could throw it back at them and hear what they say. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's nice when you do things and they work out. And, and they, they work win. out, right? <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, some of the past, some of the winners that you've worked with, uh, Ola Tunji, yeah, when he Ola won the, the, was it Groovy that year? Or was it just so common? Like, it was Groovy that year. I'm not sure, you know. I don't, I'm not too up on the politics of the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah. But I remember the year with Ola when he did. Ola is my son, you know. Myrona is my great, great, great friend. And when the first people she brought Ola to when she decided he, he was going to go into the business, bring him for a talking too, you know. <laughs> like I had Ola, well, okay, your mother bring him for my for a talk, so. I go talk to him. <laughs> Ola's my partner, and when he approached, when he approached, it was out of, you know, that yeah. love. And it was also the fact that I thought the song was, was a brilliant a song. And um, that, you know, he had ideas from all over the place. I said, okay, as of next Monday, it's you and me, and we're going to commit to this idea that yeah. I'm throwing at you. And he disciplined himself and he pulled it off. And I was happy for that. We had had the experience of working with Super Blue prior to that. Mm -hmm. And um, but then working with Super Blue. Yes. Fantastic Friday again. Fantastic Friday again. Mm -hmm. um, and, and making that work too and feeling good about that. And understanding a little bit about the arena yeah. and how to apply, you know, what you need to apply to, to be most impactful. So most times if I meet with somebody and they have like these grand, grand, grand concepts, I was like, okay, let's figure out how yeah let's whittle away now yeah. most times i want to throw that away right because i think that is the wrong is the wrong direction is, do you think that direction is influenced often by what we see on movies TV yeah and movies course, and movies, okay. Yeah. okay so it's wrong medium right yeah and they don't think about time to execute cost of execution everybody wants to do a video montage thingy thingy and then transition to their live performance but 
Um, I don't know what it is, but I I grew up watching the Marsh Gras. I grew up watching all the big carnival competitions sit in me, and you know? I grew up mm -hmm. watching like seminal performances, Stalin, Bundem, and Rudder, and Sparrow, and Kitchener. Even yeah. as a little boy, watching them on TV perform. And it was no big set of yeah. They and come and give you the music. I I just have an inherent appreciation for it and what it is, and I think you know we do understand that our our forms are really specific. Yeah? We, mm -hmm. you know. We can't just see what they do on in, in Hollywood and try and just, just apply that whole scale. Mm -hmm. So we have to find a happy balance. But it's like this year we, we gave an idea to, to Swapi, you know, and And Swapi is a groovy so come on. Yeah, so yeah. Very happy when these things work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes right. some people might come and want to rough you up and tell you that you have to do the thing. It's like boss, I don't have to do nothing. Right. Is that difficult to, to do? Was it the first? I mean, and now it's not difficult because you you do it a few times. I'm yeah. sure you've had to turn down people, but the first time, you know, because in this industry, people tend to be very persistent about what they want in the soccer industry. I've yeah, realized. I mean, it's not it's not difficult. Sometimes it's difficult to get the message across that. Right. You know, sorry, unfortunately, I can't do it because of time, and time mm -hmm. is a legitimate thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have a trick in our show that. I have to take care of and make sure it's staged and mounted and there's a lot of people involved in that mm -hmm. and that's what our thing is right? yeah you can't even as a beast or not yeah our, um, that's what it has become we did the fet thing but the fet thing is not our scene yeah. you know performance the backyard jams the working with young artists that's our scene mm -hmm. we found our space so we committed to that found it you created it well yeah we created and and we committed and we're constantly asking is it time to evolve is it time to do this do that you know so we, we we do um, assume that it's a perfect thing, yeah. And the the environment is constantly changing, so you have to look at, all right, was what. By um, the end of the day, you know, we did twenty. Somebody asked me. Counting. Somebody asked me just now on my um on my personal phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they said they loved memories mm -hmm. that you all did in the show this year, and they want to know when they could get a recorded version of it. Um, if there will be one. I don't know. Memories is one of them songs. I don't think we could record a better version of it than Sparrow. <laughs> Sparrow's memories is, is so sublime. So all we could ever hope to do is when the moment demands it, we could pull it out and mm -hmm. dust it off. Like this year, we we dust it off, and because it was, it felt it felt pertinent. It yeah. felt like it was a good time to pay respects and pay tribute to those guys who contributed so much to our, our development. You know, i.e. John Isaacs. Andre Tanker and of course Sheldon Shellshock Shell Benjamin. Boy. You know, and we also always include Myron in that list too because she was there even before we was a trick canal. Yeah, she gave us refuge and food, and uh, which is movie. important, <laughs> important to the sustenance. Yeah. So right about now, we want to pay respects and homage to a few people who were very fundamental in making this whole trick canal vibration become what it is today. Fellas like John Isaacs, Andre Tanka, Shell Shock. We also want to acknowledge the passing of heroes and giants like the mighty Shadow, the Lord Shadow. The original DeFosto, Superior. Tell them, Rojima. Every year somebody there gives us cause to shed a tear and mourn for they are gone. Left is a big memory based on the theme of a strange melody. Still, we must think of them and record their image with pride, telling people from deep in 
That's right, you're locked on to Talk City 91.1 FM. My name is Rokas and I'm inside here with Mr. Wendell Manwaran of the Big Bad Tree Canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all talking, boy. Well, it's Talk City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's unusual to be on a radio station where you could talk so much. So well, I appreciate the opportunity. I mean, once we talk in shippiness, I feel we can get away I, with I would it. hope so. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I just talk about... I don't make sure the book making sense. Well, like you said in um in Boom Up History, is he who does write down the story, it'll turn around and call it history. Ah, so. boy. You see, I learned in some things. That's no, what well, that was one thing I appreciated with you from the get-go is that you you knew the music and you liked the music. I'm a father for my mother. Yeah. I'm a father. Blame them. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy and daddy all did well. <laughs> I have to blame my father and my mother as well too. I have to blame my initial environment for, you know, making me the... the curious being that I am. Mm-hmm. But I also came from an a, a environment where, you know, I had to break out of a certain kind of self-imposed limit, you know, because it's like, well, you're just a little red boy from Belmont, so you really don't know about them things, or you're not supposed to know about them things. Or, yeah. Like, art was almost like a dirty word, you know, it's like, that sort of thing. It's that so funny, and so much things come out of Belmont. Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much art come out of Belmont. Yeah, so, so much art come out of Belmont. Yeah. And if we were kind of being trained to be that from, like, I look at a lot of the young people I work with and mm-hmm. teach, you know, it's like, you know, I I, had to, I was 19 years old before I even step in uh, uh, a rehearsal space or anything yeah, like that, you know. Yeah. And some of them, they're just doing it for so long, they just take it for granted and yep. they, they figure next step Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having an argument with a young man in, in ah, the Liverpool Theatre one year about this, this, this kind of acting, wasting my time. I, I want to go Hollywood. I was like, well, go. Two stop in here. Exactly, go. See what happened to. To who? All right. Um, you told me you wanted to end with a, a song. You requested a song. Yes, yes. To end um, with, sir. This this song is a song that you know is a song idea that I had for a long, long, long time, and it was a song idea that was just born out of a very simple idea of being grateful for each morning you know to, to just being thankful for the ability to see a new day mm-hmm. and you know the idea of we we are juve men we the, the the metaphor of juve the metaphor of the new day is constantly being explored and re-explored and re-examined with us so i just uh, sorry to interject but why why do you all like juve so much like what inspired you to even start a juve band to begin with um at nine years old i was thrown into Juve, me and two other boy cousins by my uncle Cletus, who was a committed mass man. And I think it was purely utilitarian. They needed some young fellas to pull a, a chariot mm-hmm. that Jacker, the welder up the road, had made for himself. And we were the appointed chariot pullers. Mm-hmm. We didn't know. Right. Our, peer, our mothers didn't know. Oh. Uncle Cletus decided this. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault. Right. Um, that introduced me to something otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Crazy, magical, mysterious, dark, dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. there was a bacchanal. There was some blood. We were pulled out of it and taken back home. And it was like, we weren't allowed to get near to it until we were old enough to explore it for ourselves. So yeah. that 10 years in between that first experience. Are anxious? Ooh, it was a cheer. <laughs> so, and when, when if we were old enough to, you know, you're now your posse now start to explore carnival on its own. Mm-hmm. The one area we all wanted to explore was Juve. Okay. And I got right back into the belly of the beast of it. And we wasn't playing officially. We was just in it. Just down Independence Square, down in... Yeah. Where it was rough and tough. I remember dipping in a vata oil one time and, 
immediately regretting it. <laughs> it was stink and smelly and it yeah. burned, it burned. Oh. But um, yeah, Juve's, Juve's sublime, Juve's surreal, Juve's a blessing. Juve was our escape from the Minchel camp because by then we were deep in the belly of the beast and we had to like work up to Carnival Monday to deliver the last mm -hmm. Shredder costume. So it was the last break we had, it right. was the last runaway and we used to go Juve and come back and literally finish the mass. Right. Um, since we've been doing the Juve band, the number of people that write us letters, give us gifts, send us things, say that this changed my life, that this is the best, Juve is the best, Juve is the best. The amount of people on a Juve morning that bless you with mm. libations <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, people and come, sundry other things. Sundry other things. People greet you in a different way. And yes. it's like, you know, we realized a long time ago, it was something that we tapped into that was way bigger than us. And it's like a public service. Mm. You know, I see you play on a Juve morning. as like, you don't want to stop play. No, you know, in another context, you, you would probably be like looking for a relief or yeah, a break yeah, or yeah. something. So something about Juve. When I see Lavantier rhythm section, yeah. putting out that human energy for hours. So we consider Juve as one of the, the most sacred aspects of our carnival culture. Mm -hmm. uh, we are committed to being custodians of that vibe for as long as we can. Although this year I was in shock because we were going one way and everybody else was going the other direction. And yep. I think there was a memo to change the <laughs> carnival that we didn't get. Um, uh. So yeah, we just remain committed to the Juve. So this song mm -hmm. is just a totally different take on, on Juve song because one of the things people over the years I say I'm making a Juve song and it have to Juve, Juve, exactly. Juve, Juve, morning, Juve, Juve, morning Juve, Juve, right? <laughs> so this song never says Juve in it it mm. says you know wake up in the morning with the birds I'm singing and give thanks you know and, and when you walk walk in beauty that line the walking in beauty walking in a tall hot beauty was mm -hmm. inspired by exploring um, dragon care dance the loveless the loveless the dragon care dance this song took a long time to come together as a song and then a young gentleman by the name of Rockus came with a very strange beat. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a different key and it was a different kind of time signature. It was a dubstep song. But there was something in it and I was like, I think I could sing this song idea that I've had for a long time on top of this thing. And it's like, and then we began a process of pushing yeah. it and nudging it and tweaking it until it became what it is today. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was saying to you, Ophir, that I... I think this is my favorite Trikanal song currently. Um, it, it means a lot. I like the sentiment of it. I like the space from which we, we express it. Because one of the things that when we first came on the scene, we were like, Oh, I call a big man, Trikanal, making a statement. It's been a while now. You yeah. know? Like, you you know, know, you're no longer that version of yourself. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for me, this is our evolution. And, and I, like, I like the direction of it. So keep making strange, interesting beats <laughs> that we could push and dissect and pull. You know, we had to pull the, the gunk gunk out of yeah, it. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's the challenge all the time. I understand we're evolving and whatnot, but we can't evolve away from our root Us. rhythm. Yeah? So even if you come in with something out there, I still want to see, okay, how that linking back to mm -hmm. something in here. And how out of that we get something new. Well, so everybody walk, walk in the beauty. Wendell, thank you so much Give for passing through today. Give thanks and praises yeah, for a glorious yeah. morning, a glorious conversation on yeah, Talk City ninety one point one FM. Give thanks. And do afraid to come back, you know. Yeah, well, I know. As long as you'll have me, I'll be back. <laughs> and um look out, Tija and his brothers coming in September. September? Yeah. All Queen right. Hall is gonna be big. Ooh. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, so you're still looking for um, uh, actors or 
who can sing yeah oh cool <laughs> yeah. give thanks and praises for a magic morning Give thanks and praises for a glorious morning. Wake up, 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 wake up. Wake up, 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 wake up. Wake up in the morning with the birds them singing. Wake up with a feeling for a magic morning. Wake up in our vibes, it's so good to be alive Wake up with a feeling, what a glorious morning And when you take your time, you can see the signs And when you see the signs, give thanks and praises For a glorious morning And when you take your time, you can see the signs And when you see the signs, give thanks and praises what a glorious morning, yeah Wake up in the morning With the birds them singing And the sun come shining Give thanks is a magic morning Wake up with our vibes It's so good to be alive Wake up with a feeling Give thanks is a glorious morning yeah. And when you take your time You can see the signs And when you see the signs Give thanks and praises for the glorious morning. Yeah. And when you check your time, you can see the signs. And when you see the signs, give thanks and praises for the glorious morning. Give thanks, thanks and praises. Everybody walk, walk in your beauty, walk in the power, your tall heart beauty, walk in the power, walk in the light, walk in the rhythm, the rhythm and right. Show them your strength, show them your beauty, show them your power, your tall heart beauty, walk in the power, walk in grace. Every time you walk, you vibrate this space. Every day, every day, every day. When you step in, you step in style. Praise God, we're up and running now Early in the morning, evangelize 
rising Rising with the spirit of a brand new day Like warriors we walk in praises we chanting Thank God we're on our way Cause right now we raw, we real, we ready, we raw Show them your beauty Right now we raw, we real, we ready, we raw Get all hot beauty Right now we raw, we real, we ready, we raw Show them your beauty Right now we raw, we real, we ready, we raw Get all hot beauty Everybody walk Walk in your beauty Walk in the power Get all hot beauty Walk in the power Walk in the light Walk in the rhythm The rhythm and rhyme Show them your strength Show them your beauty Show them your power Get all hot beauty Walk in your power Walk in grace Every time you walk You vibrate this space Every day Every day Every day Give thanks And praises, thanks and praises for a glorious morning. Give thanks and yeah. praises.